Thank you for calling C3. This is Jordan Nicole, and how can we help you? <laughs> <laughs> he mind blanked on the intro, so I was like, I'm going to fuck with him and do that shit. Anyway, welcome back to C3. I'm your host, Jordan. I'm Colin. And we're here today to tell you about our own special cases that we decided to have. Yeah. Grab a cocktail and have a seat while we talk about some crimes and our crippling depression. Aggressively take a seat. Yeah. Um, we meant that shit. What's giving you crippling depression today, Jordan? Um, so, you know, we had some extra books in the house, and I decided to take them to Second and Charles, like, trade in. You know, cool, whatever. I just wanted to donate. I didn't know that they had to buy them from you, but, like, I kind of won. I ended up getting 21 bucks for all of them, so I'll take it as a win. Um, but I went to go get the basket out of the back of my fucking car, and there's this spider curled up, and as it's curled up as tight as could be, it is the size of a quarter. And this older, bald white man walked by, and I've never been so excited in the past, like, four months to see a bald white man in my life than I have this man. And I was like, can you please take the spider out of my car? Like, I'm not a spider person. And he knocked it out of my car, like, rolled in my car, then he was fighting with it in my car, and then he got it, and it went on the ground, and I slammed the door shut, and I said, thank you for your service. Um, so one time when I was in the car with my ex, I we got in the car and I was in the passenger seat and I opened the fucking mirror and there's this big black spider I would have immediately died I went (gasps) and he goes what what and I just got out of the car and got in the back seat and sat down (laughs) (laughs) he he was like we're not moving until that is gone I was like I know but I was within jumping distance so I had to fucking do something and then I love that you didn't even like you didn't just leave the car you left the car and then got back in But, because I needed to assess the situation, but there's... I would have assessed it 20 meters. little, like, cylinder thing that you use to jump your car, some type of shit, but I fucking grabbed it and just chucked it at the mirror and killed it like that. Period. But it was, we love that for you. An icon. A true savior. I'm still traumatized, because... I had I, one come I, out of my vent one time when I was younger, and I smoked cigarettes, and I burnt the shit out of myself, but I was fighting for my life, smacking about water bottles, like, it was on me, I was losing it, I burnt myself so bad on my leg. The number of people going to get into car accidents and shit, because they see a spider. I really almost got into a car accident that day, like, I'm very thankful I'm alive, but, like, it mm-hmm. would have been worth it, because I wouldn't have made it out. Which so. brings me to why I have crippling depression today, because my boyfriend loves spiders, loves bugs in general, and consistently is like, oh my god, look at this thing, and it looks like it came straight out of the Aliens movie, and I'm like, I love you so much, but not, no bug or something that you can show me is going to make me go, oh my god, they're cute, I love them now, like, I love that hobby for you, but your hobby caused me causes me genuine fear. But he asked me, he's like, so I can get a spider? And I was like, you can get one, but it needs to stay far the fuck away from me and everybody that lives here because all of us hate spiders. And he's like, well, no, I decided that I want a rhino beetle, which is like, fine. Go off, king. Get your tank. Get your bug. Like, but same rules apply. I will be recording from my car. (laughs) So it's going to go in a tank. But Chrissy said... Chrissy was like, see, I'm less scared of that, but they're both going to warrant the same reaction if they touch me. So I'm just like, yeah, I I got you. I want mud skippers, though. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but they're the little fish that can come out of the water and they walk on land, and they're very cute. So like a frog? No, they're a fish. A fish frog? A fish. They're A fish frog. Scientifically and biologically fish. They're on their way to being a different kind of frog. <laughs> Through evolution, they are on their way to being an amphibian. Um, so I, I they see just your logic. Their pussy different. They're just 
little, little frog. Well, they're not frogs. They're fish, and they're cute, and I want one. But yeah, so this uh. is this is <laughs> whatever we want episode. Um, I just got done taking her down TikTok lore for. Oh my um, god, that was also part of my depression. But MG. we're not. Um, we aren't and that's quote unquote bullying that's anybody. It. That's just MG. I was talking about the Amberverse. If you know, you know. Obviously, MG. If you know, you know. Oh my God, I ascended to a spiritual plane. I am not in my body anymore. Yeah, I'm then, just kind of here. I've been here for like an hour and a half, by the way, at his house. And yeah. we've just been, I've just been down this with him. Like I showed mm-hmm. him like 2% of mine and he went full sin. <laughs> like I. To be fair, I showed her one song. And then he just kept whipping them out. <laughs> no, she was like, show me another one. <laughs> it, it, one of them was just so like, uh-huh. That I was like, I need to see more evidence. <laughs> I need more proof that this it's is like, like for real. SoundCloud rapper, but you're like, that sh- that's on Apple Music. It's bad. All right. Um, I mean, go all. I mean, I feel like she could be really good if someone like reined her the fuck in, <laughs> took away her auto tune, yeah, and like helped guide her in the right way, and she could be like really fucking good, genuinely. Oh yeah, MG. Like there's potential there. MG can fucking hold notes and hit vibrato. She just got a. It, it, it's just some whiplash <laughs> when you listen to what really happens. But <laughs> yeah. So I don't have like I don't, I don't want I don't, it's a case, but it's not a case because I just. It's a fun fact. It's fucking weird. So Period. in the spring of 2011, three students died. Oh okay, we're right. I, I failed to write what state or anything this was in or what high school they went to. However, it's believed that it happened because of the hypnosis that the teacher, George Kenny, performed slash taught them to perform oh on themselves. Oh my god, I heard about this. Okay, so... This shit is crazy. I was so fucking confused. So I was originally gonna do, like... I was like, okay, so I'll do... Because this is short. So I was like, I'll do a couple short dives of people who've died because of hypnosis. But everything in the range I found on the article went from like 1854 and then jumped to 2011. So I was like, there's obviously not really a correlation to be had of people dying as a result of hypnosis. But the first student was Marcus Freeman. He was 16 years old and Kenny taught him how to, to hypnotize himself because he had a a painful dentist appointment. And so he taught him to hypnotize himself so he could forget about the pain during their football games. And he ended up dying because he hypnotized himself and then drove off of the highway. And then we have the second one was a month later, and it was 16-year-old Wesley McKinney. He hung himself. He was hypnotized by Kenny three times, and that was including the day before his death. Jesus. And then mm-hmm, uh, his friends said that he could not remember his own name after the sessions, and the sessions were, were to teach him how to play guitar better. So that because he wanted to get into the Juilliard School of Performing Arts. Do not let Kenny hypnotize you. Clearly. Um, so then 17 year old Brittany Palumbo, she also hung herself in her closet five months later. And she was being hypnotized to improve her SAT scores because he said that she just has test anxiety and that would help with it. He must have been like, you then, are going to kill yourself. I don't know what happened. But then when things didn't get better, she also died by suicide. So Kenny had hypnotized up to 75 students and staff Jesus, members. yikes. Mm-hmm. And this was starting in 2006. Warned, he was warned by high school district officials three times. And after the fact of everything, he never admitted fault or apologized. And he did receive one year of probation because that's, that's something for three lives lost. Yeah. Um, 
and then the, all you do is hypnotize the families did each receive a two hundred thousand dollar payout so Good. it was a total of a six hundred thousand dollar settlement Good. At least however i un- i guess i understand why he wasn't charged further because in court it's kind of hard to be yeah. like this directly correlates to this because mm-hmm. we already know so little about hypnotism or why it works as is um so i did go through just to write the steps of hypnosis and like what in theory it's supposed to do for you um so the steps are first you relax and this is you feel relaxed and enter almost like a dreamlike state and you're less likely to worry about outside concerns and this is done well i get a little bit into it it improves your mind-body connection and i did not know this because i guess it can be used to help treat ibs because it helps since your mind-body connection is being furthered, you, like this says, it says such as the brain-gut connection. I don't know how you... I don't know, I'm you, to hypnotize myself live on air. I was going to say, I don't know how you tell someone after that to, um, your IBS no longer exists. <laughs> like, I just don't know how that works. With maracas but, in the background, yeah. I feel like. Um, and then you are more open to suggestions, helps you be more open to suggestions to change your behavior. So, in a clinical setting, the therapist will help you relax. In a comfortable setting, they use verbal cues to guide you into a dreamlike state. Once you're in a trance, the therapist will make suggestions to help you reach certain goals and make healthier decisions. At the end of the session, they bring you back to full a full state of consciousness. So, you're apparently conscious the entire time. You can remember everything. So, I don't know why in certain cases... Because like, I said the one kid couldn't even remember his name. So, I don't know why the internet's telling me that it doesn't happen like it does in the movies where like you actually get up and do things because my ex got hypnotized once and then it he said it they made him do the worm on stage and he did and i was confused because i, I don't know my maybe brain, he just wanted to do the worm yeah on stage. that's why i was like bitchy lion like it just you i just would not did be that surprised shit. but then um like i said this kid couldn't remember his name after the fact and then maybe he wasn't fully aroused that doesn't sound right that did not sound right he wasn't fully awoken. Awoken. Maybe. Yeah. Awakened. Uh, I'm not sure what happened. So then I, I did try to research. I was like, I wonder if like you're already prone to suicidal ideations and thoughts. That could be that it. It so. might happen and further. Take you down. Yeah. I'm not sure. I could not find anything to connect the two. But yeah, so it was a shorty. I was going to do like just weird deaths after that. And then I was like. No, nah, I think I got this. This is fine for now. This is in then, the um, bag. There was another case. Well, yeah, a case that I wanted to cover, which I'm now going to pick for our topic next week, which is I want to do um, people that get found living in your house without you knowing because that shit's Stop. uncomfy as fuck. No, I hate those. Stop. There's a whole <laughs> show about that. There's a show? Yes. I don't know, but I don't like it. Well... That's what we're, what we're doing next week. I physically am going to leave. Stop the recording. <laughs> I'm not showing up next week. You're going to miss an episode. I'm uh, so sorry, uh, I'm calling out sick. I'm going to use my PPTO. <laughs> Thanks for calling C3. I'm actually ill, so if you don't mind leaving a message, thank you. Beep. I'm sorry. The old Jordan can't come to the phone right now. Oh, why? Because she's dead. Because I don't want to talk about people who live in my fucking house without me knowing. It's your turn. Thanks. What a segue. Thank you. And thanks. Mm, yeah. Anywho. <laughs> Mary. <laughs> Anywho, so I'm covering Audrey Marie Frazier. Um, she was born on June 4th in 1933 in the Blue Mountain area of Anniston, Alabama to Lucille. And when she 
was older, obviously. She married Frank Hilly on May 8th, 1951, and they had two children together. Um, their names were Mike and Carol. And despite Frank's well-paying job and her employment as a secretary, the couple had a little money set aside because her excessive spending habits, like it was bad, and it caused actually a lot of friction in their marriage. And unknown to Frank, she frequently engaged in sex with her boss in exchange for money or superior performance evaluations to get more money. So She's hustling. She, I mean, she hustler. Live your truth. That's but. why Walmart stopped giving performative-based raises and shit oh, like that. Oh, for because sure. Because people would do that stuff. Literally, I'm, like, I'm sorry. If your spouse works at Walmart, they are probably going to be cheating on you because married people love to fuck each other at walmart she says that as i have a whole man and work at walmart well if they're suspicious believe it okay (laughs) i in all the years that i worked at walmart every single married person who was like kind of weird with their spouse was fucking at least three people in that store that was also married and that person was also weird with their spouse okay that's all I got to say. No, thanks. Continue, though. Specifically the one in the area where I live, which is further away from here. Okay? Oh. You, you people know who you is. <laughs> Anywho. Um, you should have gave us a store number <laughs> shout out. Fucking, I don't even remember it anymore. Fucking. <laughs> 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 no, that'll just locate us. Not that anybody really listens. Yeah, but like someone's going to show up immediately. Like, yeah. Be like, who's fucking who in this Walmart? <laughs> Who is it? I was told y'all fucking. I'm fucking. trying to fuck in the family restroom right G- now. Gordon Ramsay, everybody. <laughs> fucking cum swabs. <laughs> okay. Open your pussy lips right now. I'm trying to tell. I'm sorry uh, if you guys can hear my chair. We we're in a different get, yeah. We got thing new chairs at the moment, and so I had to improvise. And I'm on the stool that my boyfriend uses for painting and shit. And it's he's an artiste. It does that. He was fucking the table. Yeah. I told you don't trust Walmart employees. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> after some time, obviously being together, Frank and his son Mike started to suffer from a mysterious illness. But Mike's symptoms, which the doctors attributed to a stomach flu, abruptly stopped when he moved away to his tent of seminary. So when he skedaddled, he was like, wow, I feel great. Maybe it's just the air. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> In 1975, after returning home early due to his illness, um, Frank found Mary in bed with her boss. So... Husband finds wife in bed with boss to get money. Frank Is this turned to Mike. Be like a arsenic situation, potentially. Okay. Frank turned to Mike, um, who is his son, who became an ordained minister living in Atlanta, um, for advice. He was like, genuinely, what do I do? And in May of 1975, a short time after a visit from Mike, Frank visited the doctor, complaining of nausea and tenderness in his abdomen. Abdomen. <laughs> tenderness in his abdomen being diagnosed with a viral stomach ache so he was just really going through it for a long time apparently. i feel like doctors back then just were like rolled a couple of monopoly dice, dice and, they were like, and said mm, it's this thing on the list hurt. perfect that's what's wrong with you as his condition persisted um he was admitted to a hospital where tests were done that indicated malfunctions of the liver and the doctors diagnosed him with an infectious hepatitis he died early in the morning of may 25th same year so he died shortly after his autopsy was performed with his wife's permission and it revealed swelling of the kidneys lungs bilateral pneumonia and inflammation of the stomach Just kidding this isn't the case that i thought it was because the symptoms clearly resembled those of hepatitis that was listed as his cause of death which is what they had thought when he entered the hospital um, so they did no further tests, and they were just like, yeah, put him down. Um, he had put maintained a moderate life insurance policy, which was secretly taken out by Marie at the time of his initial illness. 
that she redeemed for $31,140. Um, TikTok taught me that apparently if you get a life insurance policy, you can like take loans out on that yeah, shit. Yeah, you can take money from it. I didn't fucking know that. Yeah, but it's like really hard to get good life insurance. If yeah, you're not no. like peak fitness at like 18 when you apply, it's like pretty tough. Yeah, I need to get it. Ne- um, fucking State Farm keeps getting on hold of me and being like, do you want to like lock in your house now? And I'm like, ma'am, I love you so much, but I can't afford $17 a month. <laughs> Please leave me alone. Check back next year. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. But anyway, three years later, Marie took out a 250,000. No. Can't read. It's been a long day at work with numbers. Three years later, Marie took out a $25,000 life insurance policy on her daughter, Carol. It was a 25,000 accidental death. The policy took effect in August of 1978. Within a few months, Carol began experiencing trouble with nausea and was admitted to the emergency room several times. A year after filing the life insurance policy of her daughter, Maria gave Carol an injection that she claimed was to alleviate the nausea. However, the symptoms only worsened. With Carol's enduring numbness in her extremities, after medical tests, they found no disease. Carol's physician, facing the fear that the symptoms were psychomatic, had her undergo psychiatric testing at Birmingham Methodist Hospital. Carol secretly received two more injections from her mother and was warned not to tell the others about the shots while she was still in the hospital. A month after she was admitted to the hospital, her physician said that she was suffering from malnutrition and vitamin deficiencies, adding to he suspected heavy metal poisoning was to blame for her symptoms. Dun, dun, dun! So she's fucking injecting them with mercury or lead? Question mark. I'm assuming I'm going to find out. Mm Mm-hmm. Panicking, Marie had Carol discharged from the hospital that fucking afternoon. She was like, we got to go because they were on her shit. The following day, Carol was admitted to the University of Alabama's hospital. Coincidentally, Marie was arrested for passing bad checks and they were written to the insurance company that insured Carol's life, causing the policy to lapse. So now she had no fucking coverage and she's low key killing everybody for money. The university physicians concentrated their investigation on the on the possibility of heavy metal poisoning Nothing that Carol's hands and feet fell numb, and she had nerve palsy causing foot droop, so she couldn't even control her feet anymore. So her feet were like, like just falling down. That sounds awful. Yeah, like, so could like, she still walk or just nah, were they not like really anymore? She was falling, but she had lost most of her deep tendon reflexes, so she really couldn't like bend herself around anymore. Like she was really starting to like basically become paralyzed. My brain's like hoping i just guess the right poison because yeah. i'm like which one is i can't it? i i should have looked up how to pronounce this so just bear with me while i butcher this okay but the physicians noted aldrich messes lines on carol's nails and the forensic test of samples of her hair were conducted by the alabama department of forensic scientists on october 3rd 1979 revealing arsenic levels ranging from over a hundred times i knew it the normal dose like so from the part where her fucking hair comes out of her head all the way to the ends a hundred times throughout the whole thing. Where do people even get arsenic? So this indicated that Carol had began giving increasingly larger doses of arsenic over four to eight months of a period that it started to spread down that bad. Um, the same day Frank's body was exhumed and under examination it showed that 10, 10 times and a hundred times the normal level of arsenic, the same thing with his hair strands, Um, And it was concluded that both Frank and Carol had suffered from chronic arsenic poisoning and Frank's, unfortunately, was fatal. 
Marie was incarcerated um, on her bad check charges, and when she was arrested on October 9th, um, she also was charged for the attempted murder of her daughter. The police in Anniston found a vial in her purse, and the test revealed the presence of arsenic, and two weeks later, Frank's sister found a jar of rat poison, which contained 1.4 to 1.5% arsenic, and on November 9th, Marie was released on bail, which she registered at a local motel under an assumed name and disappeared. Why the fuck would you let her go? Because before a certain year, if you committed a crime for whatever fucking reason, they just let you out early out of nowhere sometimes. Yeah. So when they went to find her, there was a note that was left behind indicating that she might have been kidnapped and she was listed as a fugitive. Oh, I'm sure. I might have been sure kidnapped. I'm sure she was kidnapped. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. This is just if so you coincidental. Find after I just murdered people and almost went to jail. It's for sure. I, I got, kidnapped. got kidnapped. Yeah, for sure. I'm just accidentally kidnapped. You'll never no, see me. I'm again. sorry, just guys. about me. Yeah, but on October 19th, a burglary occurred at the home of Marie's aunt, and the occupant's car had been stolen, as well as some clothes and an overnight bag. Very much so kidnapped still. Um, Investigators found a note that read, Do not call the police. We will burn you if you do. We found what we wanted and will not bother you again. Very straight to the point. They will burn her <laughs> if they call the police. Then setting them boundaries. And Real strict. Okay. They meant business with that note. Whoever this is, the kidnappers meant it. Yeah, it's not. It's her. not Audrey who She's, goes by Marie. It is not kidnapped. her. On January 11th, 1980, she was indicted in absentee for her husband's murder, which actually the investigators found that both her mother and mother in law had significant but not fatal traces of arsenic in their systems when they also died. So we're at four now, right? Yes. Um, the remains of Sonia Gibson, an 11-year-old friend of Carol's, um, who had died from indeterminate causes in 1974, were also exhumed and examined, and they were found to only have a normal amount of arsenic. Like, my thing is, how the fuck? So, like, we were throwing people in water with cinder blocks and shit because they were just witches because someone said so, but there's people who are walking around and there's just people dying all around them and they're fine and no one suspects a thing yeah gang shit gotcha you know (laughs) gibson was one of the many neighbor children who had fallen ill after drinking beverages that had been given during visits at the household um and two police officers who had been ditch-batched to a disturbance that marie had um called 911 about reported coming down with nausea and stomach cramps after drinking coffee that she offered them so this like, bitch was just throwing it in yeah, everything. I was going to say, she, like, it stopped being about money and definitely became about the kill because she was just like, fuck it. A little bit for you, a little bit for you, a little bit for you. She said, if you do the cooking by the book. Yeah. <laughs> Break it down, bitch. <laughs> Literally. It <laughs> um, so even though the police and the FBI launched a massive manhunt, she remained a fugitive for a little more than three years. So this bitch, like, she got kidnapped good, okay? <laughs> um, she first traveled to Florida where she met a man named John um, Homan, and she was using the name Robbie Hannon. They lived together for more than a year before she married him on May 29th, 1981, and took his last name. The couple moved to New Hampshire, and she frequently talked about her imaginary twin sister, Terry, who supposedly lived in Texas. My twin sister Terry also lives in Texas. Mine too. That's really funny that you say that. Maybe maybe we're related. We should take a Might DNA be. test. Um, late in the summer of 1982, she left New Hampshire telling her husband that she needed to attend family business and to see some doctors about an illness. During this time, she traveled to Texas and Florida using the alias 
Terry Martin. During the trip, while using that alias, she called John Homan and informed him that Robbie Homan had died in Texas and there was no need for him to come to Texas because the body had been donated to medical science. Gotcha. <laughs> After getting to know Terry over the phone, he expressed interest in meeting her. She agreed, Why saying he needed to put Robbie's foul? death behind them. Why are men foul? You, what the fuck? So, like, your wife's dead with no explanation, and you're just accepting that, and like, mm, I'll date her sister then. Like, I swear this isn't fake. Like, it just sounds fake. You know what I mean? Yeah. This so sounds I, like I wrote this as, like, a Wattpad story. So, in November of 1982, after changing her hair color, losing weight, Marie returned to New Hampshire and met John, posing as Terry Martin, his deceased wife's sister. So, he really said, keep it in the fake family. An obituary for Robbie appeared in the New Hampshire newspaper, but aroused suspicion when police were unable to verify any of the fucking information. His co-workers were also suspicious of his, the sister-in-law, and they were concerned that deception and deflection could have been at play, as they should. The New Hampshire State Police surmised that the woman living as Terry Martin was Robbie and had staged her death. The concerned co-workers and his boss discovered the Medical Research Institute of Texas were Robbie's body was handed over to study was non-existent, so as like, was the church that had just, her eulogy. I don't understand the point in faking your death just to show back up in the town and continue living. She the must life have really liked were. him. She was like, you know what? I miss him. I shouldn't have killed it was myself. Just fucking weird, funny, but not funny. Funny, haha. Funny, funny weird. weird. But the workplace was audited, and there was no embezzlement found. Thankfully. Um, authorities still believe that Terry Martin was possibly a fugitive bank robber named Carol Manning, which obviously is false because we know who this bitch is. Um, <laughs> and she was on other outstanding charges. In the meantime, Terry had taken over a secretary job in nearby Vermont and was arrested. While being interrogated by the Vermont State Troopers, she confessed that she was wanted in Alabama on bad check charges and her true name was Audrey Marie Hilly. So they contacted Alabama and confirmed this, and she was also wanted for a far more serious charge. And she was promptly extra extradited to Alabama to stand trial. Could you imagine if she did go to jail for Carol, though? Like, that would be... Like, you really just fucked yourself. Like, the whole way around. Like, you almost went to jail for somebody else's shit because you're such a bad <laughs> fucking liar. And you missed your fake husband so bad. I mean, honestly, if I were her, I would have been like, yeah, that's me. I did that because she would have been in jail a lot less yeah, time. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Anywho, but she was quickly convicted and sentenced to life in prison for her husband's murder and 20 years for attempting to kill her daughter. She was serving her sentence in 1983 in the Julia Twoller prison. I cannot pronounce the name um, for woman in Alabama, which was a maximum security prison. And due to her clerical career, she was assigned to do paperwork and was considered quite a good prisoner. Good behavior earned her several one day passes from prison, which she returned as scheduled. Oh, did she? I'm sure this went super well that the runaway who was gone for three years. That she got kidnapped. kidnapped. She got kidnapped. She did get kidnapped. That was my bad. Yeah. Fucking get the story right. Her twin sister, probably kidnapped her and then her twin sister died and she decided to assume her name mm -hmm. and then went back as herself in theory and then you know met back with her husband okay she had a very hard time she just Honestly, really went through it okay leave her alone free. yeah she's having a really rough time continue um in february of 1987 she was given a three-day pass to visit her husband john who had moved to aniston alabama to be closer to his, his wife was still with her yep they oh spent a God. day at a motel and when hoffman left a few hours later she disappeared leaving behind a note for him, asking for his forgiveness. 
He fucking told the police and her escape prompted an inquiry into Alabama's furlough policy. As it fucking should. Because this bitch claims she got kidnapped and then skedaddled again. <laughs> like, she did it once. She gonna do it again. Four days after she vanished from the hotel, she was found delirious on a back porch of a house in Anniston, less than a mile from her birthplace in the Blue Mountains. The woman who found her described her appearance as scary, stating she was dirty with mud, her face, she had long fingernails, and she alerted the police, who then summoned paramedics. She was conscious at the scene, but had convulsions and lost consciousness while being transported to the nearby hospital for treatment. Upon arrival, she suffered a heart attack, and doctors attempted to revive her and raise her body temperature, but were unsuccessful. She was pronounced dead three and a half hours after being found. The coroner believed that she had been crawling around in the woods, drenched by four days of frequent rain, and exposed to temperatures that dropped to around freezing. And her final cause of death was attributed to hypothermia and exposure. Ooh. She should have just taken the other lady's crimes. Probably. Yeah, but that shit, it just sounds like a fucking Wattpad fan. Yeah, I know. You played uh, fucking Mad Libs for that crime. Yeah, like this was like, it, it, I swear to God, it's not fake. Well, I believe like, you. I like, like so many oh articles I went through, and I was just like fucking whiplash. Every time I thought I couldn't get fucking crazier, it was like ka-chow. <laughs> but I definitely like a very good story, but I was like, I don't even know where to fit this in as a topic. She this decided to go play Totally own. Spies for a little bit. It's yeah. Just... No, she got kidnapped. Don't discredit her story. She got kidnapped My bad. by her she twin sister. The twin taken. sister took her spot. She was in Texas. Then her sister came back to visit her. She killed her because she was trying to kill her. And then she went to her man. And then she fell in love with her sister's Where's man. Where is Liam Neeson when you need him? No one. No. Who is it? Vin Diesel. Is that his name? What no one fucks about? with my family. The Fast and Furious <laughs> guy. Uh, I didn't family watch forever. the Fast and Furious movies. At so. me either. I mean, my dad watched a few of them when I was younger. But I know my dad's but Paul Walker, apparently. as my mom likes to say. So that's my real dad. still so. chugging along with those movies, I think they though. did the last one, though. They said that the last three movies. You know, whatever. Let them live their life. I'm, Family forever. I'm excited for the Barbie movie. Oh, me too. I'm I can't wait to see that. And Oppenheimer that or whatever it is. I love that he really set off a real nuke. I need to see that. What? They really did like... Yo. I don't remember the director's name, but he's like... Every stunt he has is like for real. Oh, shit. Like, he really be blowing shit up. So a real nuke went off. Okay. That's why the world's ending. Anywho. But that was my case. It was fucking Yay. bad shit. Such a good time. Mm-hmm. We love Totally Spies. We'll see you next week for a topic that's going to bother the shit out of Jordan. No, thanks. I won't be here. It'll just be Colin. <laughs> I'm calling in sick now. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so if you enjoy the show, this is the portion of the show where I ask people for money because <laughs> and Jordan sings. So I ha- we have a Patreon. It is C-3 Podcast. I need to find, do the URL shit. And we have three tiers for a dollar a month. You'll get access to bonus content for five dollars a month. Jordan and I officially decided we're gonna review slash do baddies episodes. We'll see how that goes. If it sucks, we'll just be like, "Mm, just kidding. We'll figure it out. JK, lol. We tried. (laughs) And then for fifteen dollars a month, you will get access to both of those tiers as well as you get to an entire episode's yours. You can pick the cases or a topic whatever your little heart desires um jordan should know our po- even if it's freaky deaky shit, our instagram I'll do it. yeah part. it is c.3 podcast um i do post photos of the people in the stories just so that we can get a little bit more of an accurate understanding of who they are and things nothing is ever graphic because i'm not about that life i don't I'm like to see shit like that, that life. 
Um, but I also do have our Podbean linked, which has everywhere that you can listen, Spotify, all that good jazz. And then I also have our email linked on there if there's ever a correction or you want to reach out and let us know something cool. Yeah. I'm or always there to suggestions or, hey, bitch, you guys suck at this, so fix yeah, this thing. Yeah, literally anything. Yeah. Just email us. And Jordan will probably be very happy because she's our email yeah. girl and we haven't gotten one yet. Yeah. I'd be getting our Google Workspace email and I think it's something important and it's just Google, <laughs> so it makes me sad, but it's um, all right. And then at some point, because I did, I know the first three episodes are very quiet. I'm going to go back and re-edit to make those louder and re-upload as well as since I have us coming out of both ears now, it's made editing a little bit easier. I'm also going to go back and fix all the episodes so it's a little more consistent. And as far as cocktails go, we were not drinking. Jordan had a shot of banana cream pie moonshine. I'm drinking water. And I think on the episodes that we're not drinking or even just episodes in general, we're probably going to try and start hitting you with weird cocktail facts because I feel like that we at found least... one called pig's blood, but we can't find it again, but yeah. it was really nasty because it really has pig's blood. Yeah, It was in pina it. colada pig's blood and you lost me. Um, but yeah, that's it. And that's on murder. Let your feet flag fly period.